to me, man. It's your boy, Young Hope. We turn the motherfucking noise up. We can get right into the proceedings this evening. Headphones at the start. Bring it down a little bit. Okay. Now we working with it. The boy face up and face my base. You're now tuned in to the number one podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. This is Purse Talks with Bobby Rawlins Swimmer, live on Bag Season Podcast Network. And remember, the bag isn't always about money, but more so what you want out of life. So make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to Bag Season. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Royal Realty Group. Buy, sell, flip Royal Realty for all your real estate needs in the Philadelphia area. This is Purse Talks, and we're still in season two, bitches. <laughs> Guess who's Bizak, Bob? Guess, Guess who's Bizak? We are Bizak. What up, people? We are back in the we house. Are back. We are back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2020. Yeah. Year of the vision. I, I know mean, y'all miss us. I know y'all miss us. It's been, it has been a very interesting few months yeah. that we've had our little hiatus. We haven't recorded since October. Um, those of you who have been hitting us up in our inboxes and everything like that, we appreciate you. And we definitely said we were going to keep you posted and keep you updated as far as what was going on with us. I mean, since October, we have had so many things going on. So we definitely wanted to make sure that we got back in the in the lab, got back into our um, our normal swing of things and, and bring you uh, some real, live, raw, you know, cutthroat information, things we're going to give you, we're going to hit you with, and everything like that. So we're back in the building. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Bag Season Podcast. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast on Instagram. I'm your boy Swimmer. I'm Triple B 1911. Yeah, and, we, <laughs> and, we are, and we're here. So, Bob, let's get, let's get into it. Um, We got a lot to talk about. Man, 2020, let's, 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 well, first off, let's let's talk about where we've been. I mean, I mean, I want to say since what we haven't recorded since the beginning of October. So the last quarter. Yeah, and um, between, I mean, I was sick. I I mean, I was really sick for a while, and then also had uh, you had the flu. You had surgery. Uh, yeah, I did have surgery. And when the knee is all good now, man, I'm back at it. Some of y'all see my swimming videos I just posted. Shout out to my swim team PDR, Philadelphia Department of Recreation. Shout out to to Pride. Yeah, that's yeah, we are the movie Pride. And if you haven't checked us out or seen that movie, make sure you do it. Um, like are, history. Yeah, we are back in full effect. Uh, shout out to my coach Jimmy Ellis. It'll be almost fifty years of swimming excellence for us, bro. Damn, that's a long ass. Yeah, time. I mean that's that's incredible. I'm not even so, thirty yet. That's a lot. Yeah, man. So <laughs> I, you know, shout out to my team PDR. Uh, for holding it down. Um, 
But 2020 has been one hell of a one hell of a year so far, bro. We've had we've had so much stuff. We got. It's been a lot going on since the new year. We've got Kobe Bryant situation. Yes. And and those and those who passed in the helicopter crash. We have the coronavirus. We got that going on. We got this Trump impeachment going on, bro. I mean, if if I. And and then today we got the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. and we, we so I mean it's February, but still we the twenty. Then we got then we got uh, the tennis. I think oh Coco Golf. Coco, yeah. she like fifteen. She was, yeah, Coco t- went in, but oh, uh, you know, uh, Federer going down, Rafi Nadal going down, yeah, Tiger like, Woods yo, had a big Tiger, Tiger had yeah. a big. I'm like yo, we got a lot of stuff going on right now. So we're gonna get into it, people. We're gonna let you know we got a lot of topics to talk to today. And we also got a lot of stuff to talk about as far as Instagram posts. People wanted to talk about women and be toxic women. I mean, woo! I got hit up crazy about that topic with the toxic women. Toxic um, women. Right before Valentine's Day, too. <laughs> Just right before. I mean, it's getting it, it's going to get crazy. So, um, so let's get into it, Bob. Um, let's let's talk. Let's talk about Kobe Bryant. And, um, you know, um, rest in peace to, to one of the greatest basketball players of this generation and of all time. Of my time. Kobe's my goo. <laughs> one of my favorite players yeah. of all time. Swimmer's a little bit older than me, so, you know, obviously he looks up to Michael. Mm-hmm. But I looked up to Kobe. And um, just want to give my prayers to the family. Uh, a lot of his family still lives locally. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, we actually had know a few, few uh, just uh, I mean uh, direct cousins, um, you know, um, one of which um, I had to reach out to through uh, our frat brother. So I wanted to make sure that you know everybody's, you know, we we want to make sure that they have some peace of mind, but also let them know too that you know we're not here to like bug or pester them or anything like that yeah. because I'm sure that they're getting it's definitely just slammed with with messages, but. Go ahead. Um, tell me. Tell me your specific um, feelings about Kobe briefly, and um, how you felt about him, and everything, like that, and how you feel. So, I've been a Kobe fan literally since day one. Mm-hmm. He got drafted in '96, one of the best draft classes. Mm-hmm. Known the man. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm from Philly, so you know we look up to AI too. Right. But Kobe was like my player. Okay. It was like something different. When I was five, I saw him in high school. Okay. Whew. <laughs> yeah, like yo, like I was six when he got drafted. So okay, cause I'm a '90s baby. So mm-hmm. saw him. Then he got drafted. Mm-hmm. He's the reason why, like, I'm a Lakers fan. The reason why I love the game. Reason why I played. It was just a connection that, like, yo, I, I kind of can't explain, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, really, like, a childhood hero. And I know a lot of my friends and people that I follow on the gram, the way I felt about Kobe, mm-hmm. a lot of people felt that way. And, like, mm-hmm. because of his passing, it kind of feels like, damn, this is a piece of my childhood, like, gone. Like, I didn't want to believe it when, it, when I first... Solid. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, yo. 
you know, everybody do their Google searches. Nothing's coming up. Then there was all these, like, misinformation going on. And then after a while, it just set in, like, damn. Like, nah, yo, this, this can't be, like, can't happening. Can't be real, right. Then that, when it, like, hit and it got, like, super emotional. Right. It felt like you lost, like, a family member. It was like, damn. And I don't know, like, if people remember, like, when, uh, like, Michael Jackson died. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget How, it. like, it touched the world. And it's crazy because, like, when people were, like, telling their stories about Kobe, it was like, damn, like, you really don't understand your impact right. on people that you have no idea mm-hmm. of knowing. Right. That you really, like, matter and, like, mean something. And, like, when these people are telling their stories and a lot of international people, I'm like, dang, dog. Like, this kind of how I felt when Mike died. Like, the world doesn't know how to cope. Right. I mean... It's like, it's like, it's like we're all just mentally fucked up. And it's been, I will say... All week has just been like super emotional. Like, well, I mean, it doesn't help that every major newscast, broadcast, radio station. It, you it know, doesn't like, hurt. It doesn't help that it was a slow. It was, just, it was just they kept reposting everything, and it, it was just like a refresher every day. If you're trying to, I can only imagine what Vanessa and her daughters are <clears throat> feeling right now, Man. specifically because you know to, to you know you can't even turn the television on without seeing without it. You seeing couldn't it. turn the radio on without seeing. It. You couldn't turn ESPN on without seeing it. It was really tough. I mean, so for me, I think with Kobe Bryant, you know, I had an opportunity to see Kobe Bryant play in high school in 96. I mean, I was 13. So, I mean, I watched him in 96 that's that spring, and I was just like, man, this this kid is magical. Like, I mean, he was he was something explosive. Um, gets drafted by the Lakers. And um, the game um, on ESPN, they were talking about how the, the first playoff game he uh, he he appeared on. I remember uh, Eddie Jones was on that team. I remember Yo, Nick Vanexo was Eddie on that Jones, team. Nick Vanexo, Vladi, bro. They so had, they had. Man. So I remember that playoff game when he shot four air balls. Like I remember that yeah, game. Yeah, that was against and, the Jazz. And I and I was sitting there. And I was like, wow. They and they didn't take him out. And I was like, this hmm. kid must have something about him that, you know. That they want him in. I was like, wow. Jerry West told that story. Right. So then I remember, but for, you know, specifically for me, the Mamba mentality. I mean, people have been talking about the Mamba mentality or whatever. A lot of people... That's a different kind of focus. A lot of people don't don't know what that really means. Um, or what it takes. Right. I mean, a lot of people have asked me over the years, you know, how did you become such a successful swimmer? Well, the mentality that Kobe Bryant brought to... To swim, I mean, to basketball, like, it's the same exact one that I brought to swimming. You know, um, literally, it's one thing to be focused on your craft. It's another thing to be, to shoot a, a, a basket because it didn't sound the way you wanted it to go in the, you, you kept going. Yeah. You know, um... It's 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 a it's a focus that you it, only like the most elite of elite can can really uh, tap into, and really go into. Um, you know, I used to swim until I literally couldn't move my arms or kick my legs or, you know. And then if that was the case, and we had another set, I'd keep going. 
you know, it's a mental barrier you got to get through and get over. A lot of people nowadays, they do something and they quit because they don't like it or it's too tough. You know, I have these conversations with my daughter a lot of times. She doesn't want to do things because it's hard. And I tell her, if, if, it, if it was easy, everybody could do it. But you got to find the one thing that you don't mind doing that just forces you to go above and beyond. And then when, he, when that time calls, go up beyond cool. that. Because that's when the real stuff starts. So I, that's the one thing I I will miss and admire about Kobe the most, um, uh, was his his determination to be the absolute best. And he was one of those people. I think LeBron is now in that category. Uh, is either you love him or you hate him. Yeah. You know, you love him because of what, everything we just talked about, or you hated him because you were going against him. You know what's crazy? And but then you'd have to respect and admire him for it because you're like, oh, well, I mean, wow, I'm going against this guy. You know what's crazy though? <laughs> what's that? It was a lot of people that were like, I wasn't a Kobe fan because of my team, mm-hmm. but that loss hurt. Oh yeah, I mean, they we, were they didn't know that they were affected that much. When you lose somebody of that magnitude, it was like, like you wow. said, it was like losing Michael Jackson, or like losing Prince, or losing, you know, for me, uh, Muhammad Ali. You know, losing someone of that magnitude, yeah. um, it's it it rattles you. You know, it do, it really truly does. So we we want to honor those. Um, I think this shows a test too. Uh, before we get in there, mm-hmm. stop telling kids that it's just a game. Sports is a tool that helps us understand life, but also get through life. It's not just a game. It's not just for the moment. It's if you're dedicated. If you're dedicated, if it's you're a, dedicated, it's a lifestyle. That's it's a lifestyle. It's, it's, that's that what it is. Can help you maneuver through whatever you want to maneuver through, and it allows you to get to other areas. Like, prime example, people don't know, well, they probably just found out, like, Kobe won an Oscar. Yes. I mean, after he retired. Yes. So, like, he was big on, like, kid books. He was big on coaching. And anything that he put his mind to, he was giving 120%. People don't understand, like, LeBron James opens up schools. He's big in the tech. He's big in the movies. Like, it's more than just a sport. This sport is allowing him and allowing these athletes to play in a lot of pockets. Yeah. Like, we're more than athletes. Oh, yeah. Like, you'd be surprised. Like, there's a lot of football players you think dumb football players. No. When you, but that's not the case. A lot of these players are really, really smart. Yeah. They go to, like, the best schools, got, like, the best GPAs. But then, because of the sport, they tap into the other markets where it's like, I'm in tech. There's a bunch of... Um, athletes that's in tech now. Um, well, you've had NFL, fashion. You've had NFL players retire to open their own businesses yeah, and do other things. As the long two, as, the two players for uh, the Panthers, they like they the opened up season, a cupcake shop. A cupcake that, shop. Yeah, I remember I saw that article. And they work there. Yeah, they work there. Like that's crazy. <laughs> like they work there. One of the best things I've ever heard was saying it said, you know, um, not. Everybody will have a chance, but not everybody will have an opportunity. Yeah. You know, so it's what you do with the opportunities that are presented to you and how you um, capitalize on those opportunities. 
um, is what presents, you know, the ability to move forward with your career. You know, like I said, a lot of people like, like I said, I'm, I'm really inept in the swimming, you know, that or whatever the case may be. Michael Phelps. Let me talk about Michael Phelps for a second. <clears throat> Michael Phelps, I've known him since he was 12 years old. I've watched him swim. Um, and we were always like, ooh, wow, who this kid? He was, he, was a, he was a phenom even when we were age groupers. Um, Mike it was su suffered f through depression for a long time. It was just a, a, a commercial he just did about it. But he did an article back in 2008, I want to say, after the Olympics in, um, so let's see, Athens was 04, was 08 was Beijing. Beijing, yeah. And he talked about how swimming was was his whole entire life. And... He wouldn't know what direction or how to proceed with life beyond that. And a lot of professional athletes struggle. They, that. they yeah. struggle with that. I mean, after I retired, you know, I mean, I had a, a sense that I wanted to, you know, have a family. Because there was really wasn't anything else I was living for, to be honest with you. I had, I had the pool, you know, and that was pretty much it, you know. Um, I had went into culinary school during that time as well. So I, I was trying to find myself beyond what swimming would because I knew my career wouldn't last forever. Um, but but I admire Kobe as well in this sense is that he was able to find that one thing after playing basketball that really was that took off. And it, and it happened, you know, and it happened in the weirdest way too was, was through his daughter Gianna. Um, I had to hit up a few people uh, who were diehard Laker fans just to check on them to make sure that they were okay um, because of the magnitude of what was going on. And one of, them, one of them said, I was more upset that I didn't get to see Gianna play more because she, a lot of people said that she was she going was to be the, the next yo, she was nice. like phenom, you know, she was she, nice. you know. Uh, I can name a few female basketball players that were really amazing in their days, like Shamika Holesclaw. I remember she played for Tennessee. I know Candace Parker. She also played for Tennessee. I know Diana Taurasi and a few, yeah. uh, uh, most recently, Elena Deladon, mm -hmm. you know, um, Maya Moore, um, uh, Skylar Diggins, a few. But she was going to be on that type level. Yeah. And I really think that... <clears throat> she, got a, she got like a scholarship already to UConn. Yeah, I mean... You yeah. know what's crazy, though? They hold ball team... And uh, shout out to the other two girls, her teammates that was on the plane with her. Yeah, they were nice too. Uh, yeah, yo, they ball team was like, yo, it was nice. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. So, uh, which McCall's daughter play on there? Uh, Zach Randolph's daughter. Zach, Zach Randolph, Randolph literally, he, he just did a, a knucklehead podcast and he was explaining their whole team landscape. There's a few uh, they're, former I mean, um, Andy, dope. He played for the Knicks. Uh, gosh, what is his name? Anthony something. Um, but he's a commentator, um, and his daughter played the, played there too. Um, like all they it, they was on some like they was really about to transition the sport, yeah, right? Because they was gonna play for years together. So, so yeah. Um, so <clears throat> with all that being said, you know um, we lost we lost uh, nine people in that helicopter crash, and we sincerely will miss all of them. Um, you know specifically Kobe and Gianna. For what they've done, um, and the other seven too, we we want to give condolences to their families as well. Which is the Adobilatellis, uh, that's Alyssa, John, and Carrie. The Mausers, which is Christina, um, Peyton Chester, Sarah Chester, and the pilot, 
Zobanya? Yeah, Zobanya. Zobanya. Ozzy. Ozzy, yeah. So we're, um, we definitely want to give our condolences to them. So, moving, um, moving forward, um, let's, <laughs> let's tap into <laughs> this Trump impeachment, bro. I, I, <laughs> yo, this gotta be, like, the funniest shit in the this, world. This, I mean, like, I can't believe this is, like, really happening, like. But you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. It's funny because Trump's really not a politician. So it's like you kind of can't get mad. Like It's like somebody off the street. Who can't get mad? Got an opportunity. I can like, get mad all I want to. He should have never he, got the position in the first place. He's fucking this shit. He like, yo, I got the job. Oh, wow, I'm about to fuck this shit. No. It's, like, what, it's like, what worse can you do? Bro. Kick me out? Bro. I'm not a politician. But then, but then, I who was it? Was it... Like, like that's the fucked up part. Was it was it Sessions or was it McConnell? One of them said, you know, hey, uh, or one of Trump's lawyers in this whole impeachment said, you know, um, made a reference in regards to the, the because the person didn't know their position. Um, excuse me. Um, have you looked at the president? Because he sure enough, damn, his resume, his resume sure enough, damn, damn he said, okay, I'm, you know, he's suitable to be president. Has no political experience. Nope. Has no. Only and thing, he's calling shots. And and the crazy part with about no it, reference. It's like like from day one, from day one, everybody that has ever been around him, studied him, known him, has known that he has been. One of the most egotistical, corrupt, and manipulative people in this world. Now you give him a, a position of power where he's completely abusing it. I mean, the facts are there. Yeah, it's like I yo, mean, it's like what can I do next? It's it and it's and, like he got a bucket list of like fucking shit up. I mean, it's just so to me, it's just ridiculous. I, I at this <laughs> point, uh, you know. And then Wednesday, Wednesday will be you know, the day, February fifth. Is it fourth, fifth? We will know. Um, the fifth, we'll know whether he'll be indicted or acquitted. And if to he's me, acquitted, yo, bro. To me, this this they has, been, have a this has that. been a shit show. Yo, you got senators who we elect now. Now we elect. We elect those senators that sit in the office, uh, in down on Pennsylvania Avenue. Okay. And you had senators that didn't even show up to hear out the other opposing parties, uh, Yo, you know, so much, uh, testimony. So I literally so wanted to call out whoever the whoever the senators that represent Pennsylvania. I know a few of them. I actually know one of them personally. Literally was like, listen, what the fuck are y'all doing that makes it so important that you can't be at one of the most important, pivotal uh, trials of our Yo, generation. It's a joke. It is a joke, and it makes me sick. I can't stand it. Like so, it's like they showing their true colors. It's like it's like yo, everybody's just on vacation time. I mean, what, like what, like what's next? Cause you gotta think about it. it's like all this shit is going on. People still getting locked up behind the scenes. Hmm. I mean, but they're still looking at it as yo ain't nothing, ain't nothing going on. What the fuck are y'all blind? Listen, I haven't done enough research to really dig into politics, nor do I want to really dig into politics because all it's gonna do is infuriate. Politics me. is so yo, um, it's, but, it's corrupt. But <laughs> the one thing, <laughs> the one thing that I can say about this whole 
this whole thing is that I'm glad it's 2020 because it's an election year. Yeah. And if you guys are out there and say sit want to sit here and say that your vote doesn't count, it does Trust count. Trust me, it does. It does count because what happens in, in the political systems is that the, 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 the elections that we elect when we elect congressmen, senators, Which mayors, local, local and regional, and regional. Uh, or state level politicians, those are the ones who carry the votes uh, or have the positions to make vote changes. The Electoral College is a whole nother That's animal whole we're nother. not going to get into. <laughs> but, but politics are very important. The people that you elect or that elect are the ones representing your voice. And remember, if you don't like something, you can always voice, voice your, your opinion, opinion to your local congressman, senator, or representative. It, it is a publicly elected office that you have the right to do. Yeah. So if you don't like something, don't sit on your ass and say, oh, well, I don't like the way they do it. Go down there, write a, an official and formal letter, complaint, and let them know and speak. What, you're, what you're feeling. That you have the right to do that. You have, that is your constitutional right to do that. So... That with that being said, I uh, I'm I'm gonna be attentively alerted. I'm gonna be alerting. Oh, CNN, uh, go, going CNN on. gonna be lit. Well, they've thing. been covering the whole thing the whole time, but I'm gonna be really interested to see what's going on and how they how they go about this, it. I just I I don't think people understand like us as a nation, mm -hmm. how crazy we look to the masses. Oh, bro, I mean, look look what like I was talking to somebody that's from uh, Canada, and they was like. How do y'all deal with that? I'm like, bro, like, I don't, I don't. I think a lot of us. Like, and it's fucked up because it's like you kind of can't say, well, I don't care. Well, no, I think a lot of people don't care. They just, they just don't, they, they're passively. See, this generation, this is what infuriates me about this generation of millennials uh, or Gen, was it Gen Z now? They, they everything is Gen so passively, aggressively done. Yeah. You don't like something, oh, you know what? Ah, I ain't got the energy. I'm not even going to confront it. No, fucking confront that shit. I fuck you. I I don't like you. I'm gonna confront you. If Bob and I have 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 one of the best relationships I think I've ever had with one of my frat brothers. Bob and I have always kept it real with each other. Never have once have if I had an issue with I never have not felt that I can't just go up to Bob and be like, you know what, Bob, we gotta talk this out. We gotta figure this out. I mean, yeah. luckily we haven't had any type of instances where we've had that, but. Because of Bob's temper in the past, because he's a he's a new pan a new person, I was able to kind of walk him off a few times a few times. So, but but that relationship with him, I've been able to do that because I've generated that type of relationship with him, and he he'll he'll know that I won't steer him wrong. You, without human confrontation, you you won't be able to do those types of things. You have to be able to deal with conflict. Yeah. You can't passively aggressive or pass things off or sweep it under the ball. You got to confront your issues, no and matter think, what it is. And I think the thing is, you can't push it to the side. No, especially when it comes to like we're talking about politics now. Right. Mm -hmm. Certain things take time. If you wait too long, mm -hmm. it becomes a bigger issue. It becomes a way much bigger issue, mm -hmm. and then that's when it starts affecting us. The common folk. Right. If we would have dealt with it when we found out about certain situations, it wouldn't affect the common folk so much because people in power who we elected to handle our situations as a nation would do their fucking job. <laughs> 
and, and but there's so there's so much compromise with all their personal agendas that us as the common folk will never know because it's a lot of meetings going on behind the side behind behind, behind closed, closed doors. doors yeah everybody knows it like and the thing is everybody knows it but they sit there and they act fucking stupid act <laughs> like we don't know like do come know. on yo we like we're not dumb no more like we have social media we have internet access everything's public the fact that people are writing books with factual information people that were in these meetings are if you want to call it snitching it's snitching we have eyewitnesses, but people are still sitting there saying, uh, we don't believe you. <laughs> That's false. No, it's not. <laughs> like, come on. Like I, can, like, I understand you might be 60, you might be 70, you might be losing your thinking, but come on, yo. Like, it's not that hard to be like, one plus one is three. No, it's not. Like... Like, it's crazy. If you're serious about change, you have to go through uncomfortable situations. Stop trying to dodge the process. It's the only way to grow. I saw that on, on the internet the other day. And I was just like, wow. I mean, that's that was that's the truth. Yeah. You can't you can't dip, duck, and dodge, you know, any type of situ- situations and scenarios. You know, you'll never grow. You'll never grow or get better. Um... Before we transition, uh-huh. uh want to give a quick shout out to the WNBA. Um, oh yeah, they finally got somewhere. Oh benefits. Oh yeah, their benefits and their oh, pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they're finally being compensated uh, fairly with travel, mother care. Oh, that maternity thing was wild, bro. I didn't even know. That. I didn't even know that either. I was like, yo, you um, know they was flying coach. Yeah, so those of you who don't know, um, the WNBA recently they the collective they didn't even have a collecting bargaining agreement. I mean that was that was how crazy it was. Um, the WNBA had made some changes to salary for their players, uh, rooming and flying accommodations. Um, I mean they were rooming together. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like a it was like college. It's like college, yeah. yeah. They weren't um, being fairly compensated. Um, they apparently were they were coach. getting they were flying coach. Apparently they were staying in like, you know, two three star three star hotels. hotels. Like, you know, they weren't doing and then professional athletes. They didn't their insurance on their on the insurance side. They weren't they did not have paid maternity leave, which to me is just that was wild. outrageous. I I mean. You know, they finally were able to get a full paid maternity leave. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I applaud, like you said, yeah. applaud the WNBA for doing those things. But you know who also had a big influence on that? Your boy. Kobe! Yeah. He um, he had a huge to do with that. Um, partially because of his daughter. Of his daughter. Yeah. Um, they wanted to make sure that they had uh, the proper conversation for. So shout out to. Um, I definitely WNBA love fans. where like the game of like women's sports is going. Oh yeah, women's soccer. Soccer is booming. Basketball is now moving towards the forefront because I think in the United States, women's basketball is kind of like on the lower totem pole because it's bigger in FIFA like overseas. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's where the money at. That's why they have to play all year round. I mean, let's not get it twisted here. I mean, WNBA made some changes, but they they have a long way to go. Yeah. Um, women's soccer still has 
some salary issues and, and compensation, but they have a long way to go. A lot yeah. of it has to do with endorsements, yeah. uh, making sure that the endorsement deals are, are, fair. are fair, you know, and that's that's what it comes down to the bottom line. Um, uh, you know, I think bo- uh, women's boxing yeah, women's is, uh, is, is growing. It's growing. I mean, if you think you got of, tennis popping right now, yeah. they got a lot of youth. Oh yeah, that's under like twenty, and they're killing it. You got yeah, you got like you, got, you know, <laughs> like I applaud, like I really applaud like the youth right now, and a lot of those sports because in those sports they can go professional, especially in golf, they can go professional like fourteen. Mm-hmm. That's always been the cut. Usually thirteen was like, the that's cut. That's crazy. Like, I mean, figure skating, you would see girls. Yeah, that's 13, 14, 13, 14, gymnastics, 14, gymnastics is another 13, one. 14. Um, even in women's swimming. You know, I mean, we have, we've had some phenoms come through. As most of recent was Katie Ledecky. Yeah. I mean, she she really put her stamp down when she was about 14, 15. Uh, we, back in my day, it was Amanda Beard. She was an Olympic medalist. Oh, um, I remember her. Yo, yeah, she was she, nice. Yeah, she was nice, bro. <laughs> yeah. Dang. And um, so, yeah, we, you, you know, there's, there's some movement going on. Uh, but if we want to talk tennis, I mean, look at Coco Golf. Look what she's doing. You know, Serena, you know, Yo, Venus... They're beating their idols. Venus was the face for a while, probably more so when I was uh, younger. And then Serena kind of took, over, took over at that point. I love the fact that they still play doubles together. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then, now Serena has done so much, but she... She has her body's transitioned. She had baby. One would have been after transition. Yeah, oh gosh. And then she was, she was playing pregnant, playing postpartum. God, I mean, bro. that is black girl magic at its at its got, zenith, bro. I mean, that is a, a, like, like we talking about the Kobe mentality. Serena got something. Oh gosh, and because her her average is still like somebody else's great. She still has twenty eight Grand Slam titles, bro. Like that's and that's that's Wimbledon, Aussie uh, Open, Aussie. Uh, French Open, French. and British Open. British. Yeah. I mean... And it's crazy because, like, I really applaud... Or U.S. Open. Sorry, U.S. Open. Yeah, like, I applaud people that play tennis, golf, because those, you're one-on-one. Swimming. Swimming, too. Gymnastics. Gymnastics. Like, you're by yourself. You're, it's... It's me. Boxing. Boxing, too. Yeah. It's like, you're by yourself. Like... But, like, the mental aspect is, like, it's me versus you. Let's play. Yeah. But the crazy part where we're looking at it from like a Coco standpoint, yo, they're really beating their idols one-on-one. And they haven't been doing it like just today. The last two years, like they've been peaking where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm getting closer. Oh, snap. I'm playing against Serena and Venus. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Bro. I'm getting like, I, I won the last match. Like, wow. Like. You know how crazy that is? Yes, I do, actually. Um, but, like, but I've had an opportunity to swim against my idol. Like, in finals at nationals, bro. Bro, like that, that blew that blew different. my mind. I mean, this is a this is a guy that I mean I, I, I literally idolized. He was in Swimming World magazine, he was all over, you know, in the swimming world or whatever, went to University of Texas. You know, and I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm like, man, I want to be just like this guy. You know? And then go you, you swim in practice and I used to envision 
Swimming is such a boring sport. You you hear nothing but water. <laughs> but you literally like I used to daydream while I was swimming that I was next to this Olympian and this Olympian, and I was every set every thing we did I was swimming next to them and it was the Olympics. That was the only way I was able to get better. That's the Mamba mentality that that Kobe talked about. That's the I got Neil Walker on this side and I got Josh Davis on this side. At the time, those were the Olympians. I'm racing both of them and I'm going to whoop their ass. And, that, and that's kind of like how I thought about it every day. But think about it. But I got lucky because I, mean, I, I got a chance to race Neil Walker. That was, that was so amazing to me. How old was you when, when I raced him? When you raced him? 22. Coco, like 15. I know. That's actually. That's crazy. Yeah, I was 22. It was 2005. Yo, man. like, that's crazy. And he was at the trail end of his career, too. So, that to me, that was, I mean, I was like, wow. I mean, to me, it didn't matter. I was just like, wow, I'm, I'm racing my idol. And I, you know, like I said, I had a hour-long conversation with him afterwards, which was even wow. more imperative after that. You know, I, you know, I used to tell him everything, you know, and, and this and that. So, but, um, you know... To top off our current events, bro, I mean, are you sick? No, I ain't sick. Okay, good. Neither am I. So the coronavirus, we're just going to kind of just talk about. I mean, that, to me, I'm not going to get into it, but all I'm no going to say No more coronas, my friend. <laughs> like, that ass show, I didn't know what the hell the coronavirus was. I, I thought mean, it was because of coronas. I mean, literally. I thought it was like, hey, there's a virus in a six-pack. It's a virus. Get it. It's a virus. It was, it was, it was originated out of the, the Wuhan uh, a, a part of China. It's flu-like symptoms. Uh, you know, but people, I mean, what, last time I looked, it was like 72 people had passed away from it. There had been. Yeah, it just got, uh, it just got in Cali. Okay, I think yeah, like two so days ago. There's about 10 confirmed cases in the United States now, uh, I think it is. So, just... You know, if you're out there, be careful, be mindful. Like I said, you know, if you're sick, stay home from work. If you know, if you're not feeling well, if your child's not feeling well, don't you know? Don't think that they're just trying to get a day out of school. Like, really pay attention to some of the symptoms and things you're seeing, um, and just be mindful of that. So, yo, um, what happened to anthrax? What happened to anthrax? <laughs> yo, I've been, be swearing a lot of this <laughs> shit, man, man. Yo, it is. Like it somebody is. woke up in their basement and was like, "Oh, I'm about to fuck the world up." Hey, AIDS is man-made, bro. All that shit man-made. Cancer? All that shit. All of it. You know, but, you know, you that's can... Another, that's yeah, another we'll, we'll, topic. We'll, we'll, you know, I mean, Bob and I... But, like, I'm just sitting there thinking, like... <laughs> conspiracy theories at another that's time. That's like... What the fuck we had? We had swine flu. Developed I actually had that. I actually had that. It took me out for 14 days, bro. And the only reason why I got it is because when I was working at the hospital at the time, I had to get a shot. You had to get the shot. It was mandatory for employees to get a shot. And I told them that's I did why, not want to get it. That's why people got it. Because if you notice when all this shit happened, what did they do? Get your flu shot. Get your shot. So get this, your shot. So get your, no. It's been 11 years since I've had that virus. And I have not gotten a flu shot since. And I have not gotten a flu since. Yo, like, I'm, like all right. So I haven't had the flu since my freshman year in college. And I refuse to get the flu shot because I know once I get it, my immune system is going to break down and I'm going to get sick. Mm. I refuse. Like, I refuse. I don't get I don't get sick either. I don't remember last time I, like, I was actually, like, down and out. I just know that 
when they like every time they break out with like this new virus and these new cases, it's like mm-hmm. they always insist. You see more commercials on the radio, on the TV. Even people panic and be like, "Hey, make sure you get your flu shot." I'm not going to CVS to get a shot, bro. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I no, not, I'm, I'm not, not getting an over-counter flu shot. I'm not going to my doctor and being like, hey, doc, I'm just here for a regular checkup. Well, you know you do for a shot. No, I'm not. I, I, you know, and this is just my personal beliefs. I mean. Like, unless we're checking for STDs and HIV, no, I'm not getting a shot. You like, can don't get, stick me. You can get everything you need with a proper diet. Drinking water, staying away from refined sugars. And really just taking care of your body. If you took care of your body, didn't eat fast food, I'm telling you, if you eliminate fast food and sugar out of your diet, not, and I'm not talking about sugar that comes from fruits, uh, natural sugars, I'm talking about refined processed sugars, you'll be surprised on how much energy, how, mo- how much more youthful, and how you really truly feel. Because those are the things that, they, that these big corporations put in these big ass... And in McDonald's and Burger King and all this other shit that and it slows your body down. And if you don't eat that stuff or drink that stuff a lot, you feel it when you do. Like I mean, yeah. I mean it's crazy. It's you know you, you know think of it. You know what's crazy? Um, somebody was telling me that when you travel to like other countries, prime example, chicken. They say if you travel to other countries and you get chicken, correct, you can really taste the difference. Correct. I went to when I went to France and I ate the food there, I could taste the difference like it was no tomorrow. Like it's crazy. Like the they were they were showing they were showing like the ingredients just on like ketchup. Oh, from like overseas to U.S. is like theirs is really like tomato and water. Ours is tomato water. Blah 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 blah. Like yeah. Like why? Um, because the, because, because over there, their government bodies, the EA, the, the European Union has very strict guidelines as far as what can be consumed by their people, which tells you a lot about how the, how the USDA feels about the American people. It's called, it's one way of, of population control. Uh, That's what it really boils down to. Um, like I said, this, this podcast by no by un, by no means it was meant to become a conspiracy theory however with man me- this man we got google look that shit up this <laughs> but, is facts but truth be told i mean the, in in when i was over in europe the the food absolutely it's tasted different fresh. it tasted different everything was fresh everything comes from local farms there's no pesticides being used they use other forms of of making sure that there's no bugs and all this other stuff. They they really do take care of their people, and I can't really say that to say the same in the in the U.S. Now, not to knock the United States because I live here, you live here, we live here, but that's just the that's just it's a day to day fact. It's that's a common, common sense. sense. Um, like when you go to the grocery store and you see the little water and the sprinkler spraying on the fruit and the veggies, that's contaminated water. Just to let you know that. Yeah, that's why your fruit got that little glossy taste. Oh, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have another uh, podcast for conspiracy yeah. theories. But uh, give us your thoughts. Uh, give us some feedback on what you thought so far. Uh, make sure you hit us up at Bag Season. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast on Instagram. You can also actually shoot us an email. Uh, bag Season uh, at Gmail. 
Bag Season Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we check it regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to uh, partner up, want to be a, become a, an official sponsor. Um, if you want to, you want to be a special guest on our show. Give us, guest, give us your us idea. Out. Yeah, give us your idea. What's your thoughts? Topics. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, we'll definitely uh, make sure that we get you showcased here. Because we, at the end of the day, this is always for the people, and we're here for the people. Mm-hmm. So without your help, we can't really do our job. Right. Unless you want me to rant twenty four seven. You know, I'm I'm kind of due for a rant. It's been a minute. Is I got it? some shit to say. Listen, we got we got a few um. We got a few things we're gonna talk about um, next week. Um, next week we're gonna talk about Valentine's Day, V Day, and we're gonna really go into. Um, we're gonna talk about. We're gonna almost like have a part two about toxic, um, toxic toxicity, and specifically toxic women. And we're gonna expose toxic women. This was a this was a a fan choice. Um, to my vote, Dion you know, yeah. told us. I they did. said, oh, look at this post. Hey. It's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you have to talk about this. Right. So we're going to talk. We're going to kind of clump that in there with Valentine's Day. We're going to give you some. Hey, we're going to give the fellas and the ladies some ideas for Valentine's Day. If you're looking for that special somebody out there that, you know, you've been spending time with, been kicking it with, you're not sure exactly what the plans are. Or if you just are. admire. Right. Um, but ladies, I'm here to tell you, pussy is not a fucking gift. <laughs> it is not. Be more creative. Right. Fellas. It's All Star Weekend, bitches. We out, <laughs> ladies. Y'all got you. Got to be quicker next time, fellas. You got to listen to your woman, man, and listen to the ladies. You know, um, there's a lo- there's a lot of things we're gonna go into. Like I said, we're not gonna spoil you right now, but we are gonna go into it. So, like I said, make sure you hit us up. Now, Bob, what's today, Bob? Second what's, February. What's today, Bob? It's Sunday. What's today, Bob? It's nobody's birthday. Today is the Super Bowl, Bob. It's nobody's birthday. Super Bowl. And I know some of you <laughs> ladies out there hate football, love football. Man, fuck that. Whatever they, it is. Man, fuck that, we, man. We are here for the they love, they love the game. That's why they, that's why they in Miami Listen, right now you want, tricking. You want, a good, you want to have a good boyfriend? Make sure you pay attention to football. No, leave or, him alone <laughs> during the game. From the time of... Yo, when 6 o'clock hit, because the game started at 6.30. At 6 o'clock, listen... Leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> if he drinks beer, give him a beer. Give him some beer, yeah. If he drinks cognac or whatever, got a got a preference, give him his drink and leave him alone. Ladies, if in you, his space. Ladies This ladies. is not a cuddled session at <laughs> all. Bob is really going in. Like, no, let that man enjoy his sports. Now what if you got a girl who really loves football, bro? Great for her. Yeah. No, listen. Fellas. If you know that your girl loves sports and is in the sports and these are one of her teams that she's cheering for or whatever or players that she likes, give her her fucking time too. Mm-hmm. This ain't, yo, listen, when it's, when it's All-Star Weekend, when it's the finals, when it's Super Bowl, when it's March Madness, yo, sometimes you got to let sports fans be sports fans, yo. Do right. not be selfish and fuck the moment up. It's it's technically you're, you're it'll techni- be over. You're it'll technically be over soon. Like listen, <laughs> you're technically fucking it up for you. Right. Like wait till the commercial. Wait till halftime. Well, you can't wait till the commercials on the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, because the, com- the Super Bowl commercials be be really good. Yeah. There's a few that have leaked out. Have you have you seen a few? You got Google. You got uh the PSA one. Um, 
Did you see the one with the self park car? I did see the that self was, park, that the was, Sonata one. That was hilarious, actually. That was with, with Chris Evans. I and didn't that. know that was like true I, until mm-hmm. like I saw it on the show. But I remember the guy when I went to go get oil change because I got a fucking Sonata, bitches. Bob with the he, new car. He was playing with it. Pause. He was playing with it like in the parking lot, and the car really like will literally park itself. Like, forget assistant park. Like, it parks itself. It right. pulls out the spot. It pulls in the spot. Mm-hmm. Like, it parallel parks on both sides. It pulls in and pulls out. If, um, I think they say you can adjust it to where, like, let's say you was at a restaurant or something, and, like, mm-hmm. the parking lot's, like, right here to the left. Right. Not too far. You can literally hit it. It'll turn on and pull out. And pull up to you at like a certain amount of feet. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. You know bro. what's you know what's even crazier is that this shit has been out for like twelve years. But see, people don't remember this. Like, yeah, technology don't drop. So, they wait. So they have. So there's a few cars that are self park. Um, Buick and Lexus have self park, parallel park. Mm. Um, you know now you got this. You know the Hyundai has the. This is by Kia. This Kia. Like okay, Kia's no, not, by, okay. no, no, I'm saying this by oh, key. by key. Okay, yeah, like so, you don't have to be in a car for it to work. I'm, I guarantee you, we'll have hovered cars probably in about twenty years. Um, to be honest, I don't believe it. I think so. Because the Jetsons was supposed to happen <laughs> twenty years ago. You still waiting to meet George Jetson? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so let's 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 end the show off only right. We we want to talk Super Bowl. Um, like I said, today... What's your picks? Let's get right well, to it. Well, I'm gonna I'm get, get into it a little bit. Um, I'm going black. <laughs> um, so you got the... And so for those of you who don't know, if you're not huge football fans, you got the Kansas City Chiefs, who have not been in the Super Bowl since Super Bowl Four, Which is crazy. Um, you know, and it's now Super Bowl 54. <laughs> um, so... Um, the owners are still the owners. Yeah, um... <laughs> It's insane. <laughs> and you know how crazy that, that is. Yeah, but the, the owners are still the owners. Well, they keep they keep it in the family, bro. Um, <laughs> versus the San Francisco 49ers. legendary franchise. Legendary franchise, one of the best franchises out there. Um, you know they have won the Super Bowl five times, four with Joe Montana, uh, once with Steve Young. Yeah. Uh, last Super Bowl win was in '95 with Steve Young. Yep. Um. And uh, last Super Bowl appearance was in 2012 against the Ravens, which they with lost Cap. with that, Colin Kaepernick. That was fucking killing me. Um, you know, so he killed the Green Bay Packers. So let's. You said you want me to go into it. Um, so I am going to be rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. Um, one major reason is 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 for uh, Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid. Who most Philly people know was the coach in Philly for many years. Thirteen years, I think. Uh, Thirteen or fourteen years. Um, he was actually the lines, the lineman coach for the Green Bay Packers when Brett Favre was in the Super Bowl, yeah. and he won a Super Bowl uh, as a player as well. Um, so he's he'll he would actually be the first uh, player, assistant coach, and head coach if he wins today to win a Super Bowl. You wanna know what's crazy? What's up? Super Bowl. What was that four? Or two, the last Kansas City one. Super Bowl four against the Vikings. Andy Reid was there. Mm-hmm. He was doing the pass punt and kick. Pass punt and kick. <laughs> yeah, he was. 
And he was like towering over everybody. He didn't, I don't know if you've seen him. He was like he was six, big as shit. He was like six six, like he was four hundred pounds. He was, like that's crazy. Like no, but um, you know, uh, I'm not. Um, I'm, everybody knows I'm a Steelers fan. Um, but uh, I'm I'm a, I'm from Philly, so I will cheer for the Eagles as long as they don't play the Steelers. Um, but so being from here, you know, like I said, I've always rooted for the Eagles. Um, and um, so I, in this instance, I'm rooting for Andy Reid. Um, I really, really hope that he gets this this win today. Um, let's talk. I mean, let's talk Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they got Patrick Mahomey, You know, two thousand eight, two thousand eighteen MVP, um, third year, third year quarterback out of He's Texas black. Tech. He's you know his father was a professional baseball player. Um, you know he had he has been phenomenal. He's played great this year. Um, he's got a slew of fucking weapons. He's Fancy got shit. he's got Tariq Hill who runs like a four one. He's ridiculous. Uh, you got Kelsey who's probably one of the best route runners in the league, mm-hmm. and he plays tight end. You got Sammy, you got Watkins. Sammy Watkins who in college was unbelievable wide receiver sleeper pick. Um, you know they have uh, Hardman. Hardman. Uh, they got Johnson now. Yep. Um, former Eagle Shady McCoy is on that team. The Pitt Panther as well. Um, so they're stacked on the offense. On the defensive side, they a little got shaky. Nah, I wouldn't even say that. A little man. shaky, man. The best, the best pickup. They've been, they've been hot the last uh, eight weeks. Best pickup they ever got. They got Terrell Suggs. They did get. Suggs. And you know that's that's, been a good pick that's up, gonna man. be critical for the preparation coming into, into the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Someone who's won two Super Bowls with the Ravens. And not only that, you got the Honey Badger out there. He has he been playing phenomenal. absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. football. Did and you see the hit he played yeah, last week? Yeah, listen. I mean, a week, two weeks ago? And then they just got the lineman, the lineman Johnson back, who yeah, is he's the run stopper. Now. So he's healthy now. Yeah. I think because, um, because of those things. Now, let's go on the other side. San, San Fran. San Francisco. I'll let you talk about San Fran. San Fran got Jimmy G. <laughs> I know if you're a Patriot fan, you're sick to your fucking stomach. Um, but before we get to Jimmy G, they got Mike Shanahan. I mean Kyle Shanahan. Yep, Mike Shanahan's son. Well, let let's let's refresh some people's memories when that Atlanta Patriots Super Bowl was happening. You know, and, the, and Atlanta was up twenty eight to three. <laughs> And they was cruising. I'm sure some of you was watching that Super Bowl. Like, damn, Atlanta's finally going. I was going. To be, I was happy for Julio Jones. Yeah, I'm saying that like ready. Matt Ryan is finally going to get I was his ready chip. To go I was ready. I was ready to leave uh, my frat brother's Bro. house. I was sitting. We were sitting there. I was like, man, this Bro. game is over. No, I was ready to lock in a, a spirit ticket to Atlanta because <laughs> I knew that parade was going to be stupid. And the next thing you know, <laughs> touchdown by the Patriots. Then another. Then they three. Three and out, another touchdown by the Patriots. Another three and out, touchdown by the Patriots. And then the Patriots ended up winning the game 31-28. I'm pretty sure that was the score. And guess who, and guess who the offensive coordinator was for that for that Atlanta team? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, hey, Kyle Shanahan didn't learn his lesson. Well, I'm sure Andy Reid learned his lesson from the 2004 Super Bowl when they went against the Patriots. Which but they, they did well. Well, they that well, was a different timeout. The Eagles should have the Eagles should have won, won that game but, yeah. and it, because the Patriots cheated. You know, we're not going to go there. But I will say this: Andy Reid has learned a lot of things in that 15 years. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan has learned a lot of things in that three and a half years that had that had has happened. Yeah. So, so um, Kyle Shanahan's head coach. Um, Took the team, I think, from what? 
uh, what was the record three and last 13. year? Three and thirteen. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, what's it? They were fourteen. Fourteen and two? and two. Yep, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's a great accomplishment. Um, shout out to the new uh, Marcus Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Wide out, phenomenal hands. Mm-hmm. Hella speed. Um, on the de- on the defensive end, that's where they shine. They have what a front eight that's nasty. Nick Bosa, Nick uh, Bosa, defensive rookie of the year this year. Like for no, yo playing like a monster. You know they got uh, D Ford on that D line. D there. Mean, you got um, corner. No, is he? Yeah, he a corner. You got um, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman still playing at an elite level. Mm-hmm. Like they just click. But this is my take. Well, you got Mustard on the offensive side, the running back. You got yeah. Debo Samuel, who's actually no, no, Debo's no. son. I didn't realize I didn't that. that I didn't know that either until today. I didn't know that either. And then you have uh, probably the X Factor for the Niners, Kittle. Kittle. Uh, Kittle is just. Wait, they got two tight ends. Yeah, Kittle's the one that yeah. he is one of the best blockers in the NFL. He and, blocks very well. And he is, he is a tough son of a gun. He played on a broken ankle. And still had two touchdowns and 161 yards earlier this season on a broken ankle. Ew. Like so I, I mean, but um, but yeah, let's get to the takes. Um, my bold prediction. What you got, Bob? Thirty-seven. Okay. Twenty-seven. Thirty-seven. Twenty-seven. Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay, you going with the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm going black. What's your, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your, uh... And the reason why I got that score, my 49er fans probably going to hate me. Ern, I know you're going to hate me. Troy, I know you're going to hate me. But I think the key is how quick the 49ers can get to 30. Mm. If they can't get to 30... And they let Kansas City get to 30-plus. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Because this is the catch. I trust San Fran's defense. Mm-hmm. I don't really trust Kansas City's defense that much. Okay. But I trust Pat Mahomes and his offensive weapons to put up 40. Easy. Okay. I don't think that if it becomes a shootout, 49ers have enough on the offensive side to go one for one. Okay. Because they can still play good in the 40, I mean, and the Chiefs still put up 32. But the Chiefs can play okay and the Niners won't get 30. Because that's the way their game plan is. Okay, I see. Their game mean. plan isn't fit or designed for them to blow a team the fuck out. And we've seen it multiple times where, let's just say the Texans game against the Chiefs, they was up. They was up twenty four to three. Twenty four to three, and then <laughs> seven unscored. Like bro, they scored forty one points in an half. I can see yo, in a quarter. In actually. a quarter. If I scored 41 points in the quarter. Yo, I can see that happening today. 
and it, and it wasn't like the Texans wasn't playing good defense. Yeah. It was just like, yo, we fucking was up and we don't know what to do. We got punched in the fucking mouth. Because they kept playing. Right. They kept getting positive yards. It was just... We get to a point where penalties were happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To where we're in a scoring situation and we're going for three and then a penalty happened. Now we got punt. I can literally see that happening with the Niners. They get to that 24, 27, maybe 28. And then shit just starts happening. Because... Kansas City is putting pressure in where it's like they get the ball, mm. a minute and a half go off, 90 seconds, touchdown. And I was like, fuck. Okay. Because their key will also be the run game. Okay. So who wins the coin flip? Kansas City. So KC wins the coin flip? Yeah, you know they don't you know they don't really score on the first on the first drive either that often. So that's not gonna be one who, of those. Who's who's winning at halftime? I'm gonna say Niners. Niners, okay. Niners, Niners, Niners would be a. I'm gonna say either either by field goal or by one. Oh, by at halftime. At halftime. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna give you my breakdown. I've been watching. You know, I'm a. You know me. I love. But besides swimming, I love football. So yeah. this is my thing. Um. So I'm gonna go. My 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 goal. I got 38-34. Mm. Chiefs mm. in a tight one. Um, and here's why I'm picking mine. I got Kansas. I got uh, San, got I got San Francisco winning the coin flip. Okay. okay. And I got San Francisco up at halftime. Are they scoring first? Yes. Um, all season long, the one thing that everybody was really concerned about was Kansas City's defense. People can talk about Kansas City's defense, Kansas City's defense, Kansas City's defense. Everybody knows about San Francisco's defense. Like you yeah. said, they, they got, they got, they have seven guys who were drafted in the top, in the 10, top ten of of drafts within the last five years. They have four number one picks. Yeah, I was okay, so one. I mean, and they're doing their thing. That's on the defensive side. And that's just on the defensive side. Then you got the leadership of Richard Sherman on the back end. You know, who has been the two Super Bowls, 1-1, yeah. um, both with the Legion of Boom in Seattle. And then you really sit there and you think to yourself, like, okay, wow, we know we know San Francisco's defense is going to show up. We know that San Francisco loves to run the ball. They're a run-first mm-hmm. team. They haven't had to lean on Jimmy G to make plays. And everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Kansas City's defense hasn't been great, but one thing they have been is a top 10 defense the last eight weeks of the season. They've produced turnovers, they've sacked the quarterback, they've gotten to the quarterback, and the other players have not been able to get to the second and third level with big plays. With big plays, yeah. Outside of DeAndre Hopkins and outside of um, who else did they play that kind of got them? But they're both of them were all pro, and outside of that, they're gonna get theirs. But they stopped Derrick Henry. Yeah. That guy was a steam truck rolling over everybody. Okay. 
but they put it in Tannehill's hand to throw. Right, and, and that's and that's where that's where that's, Jimmy G you, comes right, into play. You don't need a ton of turnovers, but one or two make a huge, huge difference in the game. It puts your offense back in there. You already know Patty Mahomes is going to get his. You know Tariq Hill. He may not get a ton of catches, but he's going to burn somebody on the backfield. You already know that Kelsey's going to get his. Hardman and Watkins, Watkins. are going to be the key components the to this game. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City, if they're up come third quarter, they're going to start running the ball, throwing screen passes, doing small things it's to gonna be a lot eat, of up some, eat up yeah. some clock, get that defense worn out and tired. And I think it's going to come down to – you know, that defense being out on the field. I think also Kansas City, because of Tyreek Hill being an all-purpose player, mm-hmm. they're going to have short field too. Yeah. They're so, going to have a lot of short field. Right. So I think what's going to happen here is that Kansas City, I believe in Andy Reid's game plan. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer to me regardless if he wins, Eric Bittemey, it's on you, baby. But what's going to happen here is that if Andy Reid gets this trophy, it will solidify him as a first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. Mm. You have had, you've had one, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks under your belt. Okay, you had both. You had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay before you came. To to the, to the Eagles, you had Donovan McNabb when you when you got to the Eagles, he, who's a borderline Hall of Famer, and now you have Patrick Mahomes, who was the league MVP in 2018, and is going to continue to play at a high level. So my pick is at 38-34 Chiefs, it was in a tight showdown, gunning all out. It's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting Super Bowl. I am excited to see this. I'm, I'm but I would not be mad if San Francisco won it either. No, I mean I, I'm just either team played really great this year. They had year. great years, and you know both teams had great years. Right, and it's gonna be a really fun one. So hopefully I put some money on the Chiefs today. Hopefully I get a little bit more pocket. Them parlays are looking real nice. <laughs> I think the under the over under is uh, the, the Chief is uh is um the Chiefs are up um. A point and a half. So, make sure you hit us up on the Bag Season Podcast. Um, like Give I said, we're going to have a nice, fun, um, a nice, fun topic next week when it comes down to uh, Valentine's Day. We're going to have some fun things to talk about. We're going to talk about toxic things. We're going to talk about the good things, the bad things, the romantic things. We're going to give you some ideas, some places boom, to boom, go, boom. people to see. Uh, for men and women. Give you some ideas. And uh, we're going to go from there. But make sure you hit us up. I'm Swimmer. That's S-W-I-M-M-R underscore N-U-P-E-3. And I'm Bobby Raw at Triple B 1911. And this is Purse Talks with Bobby Raw and Swimmer. See you all next week. Surely appreciate it. But you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man.